0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Reddit Readings, the best show on the internet. We are coming at you hot and heavy with episode 102. Today, we are diving into our slash dear Reddit. Today, I fucked up. Basically, the story of my life, as I've previously mentioned. But today, we're going to look at some other people's fuck ups and relish in the stories. So grab your tea and your popcorn, and we're going to jump straight into it after a quick word from this episode's sponsor. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: Now streaming only on Disney+. My name
0: is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour...
1: experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does
0: anyone here know the lyrics?
1: it! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Taylor's version. With
0: four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Every single day, a podcast narrator goes... Without a cup of coffee. For some, this may seem trivial, but for a podcast narrator, this is a fate worse than death. But you can help. You can end this inhumane and unnecessary suffering by visiting our Patreon. Every donation we receive through our Patreon can relieve. A podcast narrator, and provide him with a life sustaining cup of caffeine. In return, he'll use that energy to provide the most stunning episodes you have ever heard. So please, dear listeners, find it in your heart to give to charity and ease the suffering of these poor creatures. Hosted by LactSaucer938 Today I fucked up by agreeing to get together with an old friend. Two days ago, I, 19 male, was hit up by a girl, 19 female, who was visiting my local area. She was only there for a week and I hadn't seen her since I was 7 or 8, so I agreed and thought it would be fun. Yesterday we went on an early morning hike and I thought we had a lot of fun. She stayed at my house afterwards until she was pretty much forced to leave by me having to go to work. It is at this point I should probably mention I have no feelings for her in any way. I just felt like we had a connection as friends. So I suggested we go with her friends to a bar together in the evening since she was leaving the next week and I thought it would be fun. Red flag number one. I show up at the location she has specified and could not find her or her friends. Also, there was a wedding happening at the venue. I tried calling and everything, but she didn't answer. Eventually, I managed to bump into her and her friends, and they thoroughly convinced me they were as confused about the wedding as I was. So we grouped up, started chatting, and headed to a pub different from our original plan. Now, I also want to mention that right from the start, we talked about how we were going to split the bill. I was going to pay for my beer. The girls agreed to pay for the wine. One of the girls also ordered an expensive meal and said she would pay. The music was great and the alcohol flowed. I'm not much of a drinker, but I had a freaking amazing time. Nearing the end of our time, there was one of the girls who suddenly got up and left. Now, this is where I got confused, partially due to the alcohol and partially because I'm pretty trusting. The other two girls explained that they wanted to get a taxi with me back to their place to chill a bit longer before I would head off home myself. Again, there was no implication of sex or anything, and I did not want any. So, yeah, they left me there, telling me that they're fetching this other friend back. Now, I'm a student, so I have no money either. If I tried to pay for their two bottles of wine, my beer, the meal, then my card would have definitely declined. Honestly, the only thing that kept me from rage was the excellent people at the restaurant who treated me with respect and allowed me to figure out how to pay. Also, there was an incredible performing bassist there who offered to help out until he saw the bill. I didn't know people were that awful. I couldn't afford it and they knew that because we'd talked about my job and how I need to save and pay for my own university tuition. The girl who I've known since I was tiny declined all calls and blocked me on WhatsApp. I'm so glad that my father is close with her family because I'm needing to get that money back. My father had to come and bail me out of the situation. Bless him. Edit. As this is gaining a bit more traction, I do want to mention that my girlfriend called me and helped me through the situation. I am so grateful for her and will relay any messages from the comments to her. TLDR. I trusted someone I thought was my friend, and they left me at a pub with a bill that I couldn't afford." Ooh, okay, I mean, that is not as bad as where I thought this story was going. I thought this was like a surprise shotgun wedding or something, <laughs> that you were being lured to, <laughs> married off. Alright, next one. Posted by... Deleted. Update. I've wrote out everything I planned to say calling corporate today. We'll update later after I talk to them. Thank you guys for everything. Update 2. I spoke to corporate today. I was asked to leave my number and assured I will receive a callback. I will update on that callback. Update 3. Hi guys, sorry for the late reply. I just received a callback from them yesterday I was told that what I did was against policy, and being that I broke policy, there was really nothing that they could do. They basically said the same thing as my GM, that my situation is unfortunate, but I still breached company policy. Throw away for obvious reasons. This actually happened yesterday. I, 19 female, was a server at a popular corporate restaurant that's famous for pancakes. We have other things, but pancakes are what we're known for. Yesterday afternoon, one of our newer servers accidentally rang in a kids' junior cheeseburger while trying to ring in a different kids' meal. As the food was coming up, she caught her mistake and told the cooks, went back to fix her ticket, etc. They pushed the kids' meal off to the side and everyone continued on about their day. About an hour later, I still see the kids' meal sitting in what we call the window. I asked my fellow servers and cooks if it was dead, meaning cold, throw away, can't serve. They told me yes. So instead of throwing it away, I put it in a to-go box and put it in the fridge that we have in the service station. My plan was to bring it home for my daughter, who's four. We've been struggling lately and this would likely be the only thing I could feed her for the day. I wrap up for the day, grab my kiddo's burger and catch the bus home. I greet my daughter, say bye to my sitter and warm up the junior cheeseburger. I bring it to my daughter and she's ecstatic, obviously. I leave her to her burger and barbies and go to the living room to relax when my phone rings. It's my general manager. To make a long story shorter, she said that she saw on camera where I stole a meal and hid it in the fridge. I explained to her that not only was the food dead but my daughter and I have been struggling extremely badly lately. She told me, that's unfortunate, but nevertheless, it's corporate policy that what I did qualifies as stealing and is automatic termination. I tried to reason with her, but to no avail, obviously. I get that I was wrong, but I really wish they didn't fire me for it. It just puts me in a shittier predicament. Whatever, I thought about fighting it, but to who? I did take food that wasn't mine but it was going in the trash anyway. I don't get it, but clearly, I fucked up. Jesus fucking Christ. Corporate policy is the worst. It's what cowards hide behind. Just so they can try and save a uh, couple... I'm going to go off on a tangent, but seriously, fuck that company. You are way better off not working there. You took some dead food. Who gives a shit? Oh no, we can't possibly have that. Our refuge department will be woefully under budget if all the food doesn't go into the bin. (laughs) Ha! Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it! You stumped this charming devil! Posted by Alterum. Today I fucked up by not giving a train ticket for my mother-in-law and got three cats stuck alone in Kiev. The fuck-up happened about two weeks ago. There are four things you need to know about my mother-in-law. She is very stubborn. She hates when money is wasted. She's a cat lady. She lives in Kiev, Ukraine. Me and my wife are both Ukrainians, but we are living in the US. My wife's sister also moved overseas to Canada. My family immigrated a long time ago, but their mum, who works in a chemistry lab at a research institute, didn't have much reason to move. A widowed independent woman, she's got her life set in Kiev. Until now, that is. As you might have heard, we've got a little bit of a Russian invasion on our hands. Now, some of us saw it a kilometre coming. So starting mid-February, me and my wife have been pestering my mother-in-law, like, get the fuck out of Kiev. But my mother-in-law is stubborn, also patriotic. Of course, she wouldn't leave Kiev as a preemptive measure. She's not one to run. Also, there's nothing going on. Everything's safe. They've got bomb shelters in the Institute. They just had a drill about that exact thing. The thing is, she's from Western Ukraine. She's got friends in Ivano-Frankisk, and even an apartment in a small town not far from which she's renting out, but could stay at if needs be. She visits there every year. We pleaded her to go there the weekend before the war started. We practically begged her just to take a vacation. As consulates are pulling out of Ukraine and airlines stopped flying in or out of Ukraine, We asked her to at least check if there are tickets available, maybe get a ticket just in case. She wouldn't do such a thing because it's obviously pointless, stupid, she's an old lady, it's difficult to travel on a whim, etc. And everything's fine. Fuck up. I don't know why we even bothered asking her to buy the tickets, it's not a question of money, she wouldn't buy a ticket she wasn't going to use. Conversely, if the ticket was already paid for, she'd be compelled to use it because she hates waste. The railroad tickets were sold online, and we could buy them for her here in the US. But we did not. Until the war started. The time difference worked in our favor. We got the news before most of Kiev did, at around 6am local time there. So I started spamming the Ukrainian Railroad's website which showed no availability for train tickets anytime soon. Refresh, 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 wait there's a ticket, payment declined, refresh, 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 bingo! Somehow I managed to score two train tickets west departing Friday for her and her friend. The news of the war starting hit Kiev on Thursday morning. My mother-in-law could see the glow of the Hostromol airport burning from her apartment building. The shells hit her residential block the next day. The subway became a bomb shelter and was working intermittently, and when the time came to head to the train station, she realized there's no way she can take her three cats with her. As a frail 68-year-old old old lady with arthritis with subways barely working, the entirety of Kiev being a traffic jam and uncertainty ahead, all she could do was leave her neighbor with the key to her apartment, plenty of money, and limp to the subway station with nothing more than a wallet and a spare t-shirt. The neighbor said she's staying. That t-shirt would have to last her for the next five days. She did not make it onto the train, and as the train got filled beyond capacity heading non-stop to Lviv, she realized that she's not going to be much help for Ukrainian armed forces, and it's for the best to not add another body to the civilian death count, and free up resources for people who can't leave. She finally realized that, Having a Canadian visa from a visit a few years ago, she could stay with her daughter in Canada. She made it out to Poland after spending an entire day at the border, and I flew out to Warsaw to help her make it to Vancouver. The day after she left, her subway line stopped operating entirely. The train she took was the last train for which tickets guaranteed a seat. All of the subsequent trains were evacuation trains. First come, first serve. Ticket or not. You're in if you manage to squeeze in, and God knows when the next train comes. Camp out at the station, and you might get lucky. Not the best game to play for a limping babushka, to say the least. The optimist that she is, she took a month off from work. Let's all hope that it would be indeed enough, but we're thankful that Canada allows for much, much longer, and that its immigration process is straightforward if needs be. And I'm thankful to all the people here on Reddit and r world news in particular that allowed me to be forewarned and thus be able to act quickly. I'm back to my home in the US. My journey was a today I fucked up in its own regard. A happy ending as far as these stories go, almost. Tomorrow I'll call the neighbour in Kiev and find out if she stayed, if she's safe and whether she was able to feed the cats. Kiev has been getting better defence lately, and I hope I'll reach the neighbour. I hope to hear good news. But it's a scary call to make. And I feel like this could have been avoided if I brought the train ticket online before the war started and persuaded my mother-in-law to take a week-long vacation with the cats. Even if she left them in Ivano-Frankivsk, it would be better with close friends and away from the war, at least for now. I mourn the death of all the people in this conflict. But I can't stop thinking about the cats. Well, that was one hell of a story, and thank you to Ultron for sending it to us. The next story is also from them, also posted to Today I Fucked Up. For some reason the mods removed it, but it's okay. I have a copy. Today I fucked up by forgetting to renew my passport and ending up in Hawaii. So I'm originally from Ukraine, but have been living in the US most of my life. My entire family moved here when I was 16. My wife is also Ukrainian, but her mum never wanted to move out to Kiev. I met my wife in Kansas, of all places. Now you might have heard what the Russian government says totally isn't an invasion in Ukraine, but also totally wasn't what they were going to do, etc., Having seen the news, a former co-worker of mine messaged me about two weeks ago just checking up on me regarding Ukraine. Now at that point, Russia still was in the we're just doing military exercises, nothing to see here mode and people weren't sure what the extent of that sabre rattling would be. But with that message, it finally clicked. And I was telling my wife, hey, are we going to go on a road trip to Canada to visit your sister? Your mum should come too. Shit's getting real. Of course, that didn't pan out. Her mum didn't even want to leave Kiev, because why leave when nothing's happening? Not to mention, that's not the national spirit. We're like, dude, when shit goes down, leaving won't be easy. Why don't you visit your friend in your hometown in western Ukraine like you've done every year anyway? They really won't call you to haul ammo in Kiev, there's not much point in staying. Nope. While I don't think my mother-in-law was too naive to think that nothing would happen, I don't think she understood what it actually would be like. Nothing's going to happen. And also, they showed us where the bomb shelters are at work, she said. She was still hesitating about leaving Kiev when the invasion started. A shell hitting a residential building on her daily walk to the subway station at night when no one was around, luckily, dispelled her doubts. I spanned the Ukrainian Railway website to get a ticket for her and a friend departing the next day, cursing myself for not getting the tickets in advance just in case. She has got on board fine, but the train also picked up anyone who could fit in, so it wasn't an ordinary departure. Subsequent trains stopped checking tickets altogether, letting everyone in who they had space for, which wouldn't have been ideal for a 68-year-old. Sometime en route to Western Ukraine, she tried reaching a relative in Kiev and couldn't. The networks went down temporarily. And she realised it's not just the danger, it's the uncertainty. And that even if you're fine, while you can't be reached, people who care about you will be going crazy. The friends she went with seemed to be more pragmatic. The outcome of that influence was that instead of staying in a small town in western Ukraine, which the Russians won't reach and won't care about, they boarded a bus heading to Poland. And after spending nearly a day at the border, they're about to be out of the Ukraine. The next logical destination for her would be Vancouver, Canada, where my wife's sister lives. She'd need a visa to come here, and it's unclear if and how she can get one and how long it'll take, but she's got a Canadian visa from a few years back that's still good. Now, at this point, she could definitely use some help, since she just dropped everything to leave her home behind. is on the road for days, doesn't speak English, and Polish is still difficult for Ukrainian speakers, even though the languages are related, and there are no direct flights from Krakow to Canada. Luckily, I'm between jobs, which is another fascinating Today I Fucked Up story that I have to write, titled Today I Fucked Up by asking the CEO an uncomfortable question when he invited uncomfortable questions at an AMA. So I can go to Poland to help her out. And she could really use some help. One problem my US passport is expired, as is Ukrainian. I was going to renew it and forgot. Then, when we went to Canada, I decided not to bother with urgent renewal because I could travel on an expired passport due to an exception made during COVID and use driver's license plus other proof of citizenship to enter Canada. That was rather silly of me because renewing my passport then would have been a day trip to LA from NorCal. When I called again last week, they only had a spot in San Diego, which is even further, which evaporated while they were gathering my information. See... If you really want to get a passport fast, you need to go to a passport facility, of which there are very few and which require an appointment by phone. Otherwise, it's waiting for months. And all these facilities are already booked for weeks in advance. So I asked the clerk about the soonest appointment anywhere, no matter how far. And they tell me that the only office with open slots available is Honolulu, Hawaii. And that's how, a couple of days before flying to Krakow, and then who knows where, I'm finding myself chatting with the German girl and the Scottish guy at a hostel on the tiny Oahu island, exactly opposite of where I'm heading. 12 hours time difference. While being keenly aware that I absolutely won't have the time to enjoy this fantastic place in the several hours between my passport appointment and the flight back home. And then, onwards to Krakow what can I say? Aloha, life is weird. From Hawaii, with love.
1: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Group void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed Terror takes center stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs,
0: Hi guys thank you very much for listening this has been episode 102 of reddit readings i hope you enjoyed it if you want more don't forget to check out our patreon there will be a link somewhere to it and until episode 103 take care guys and i'll see you soon